Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Benedict. And I'm Brian. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. Today is November 27th, and I am feeling ready. This is episode number 19, and I'm feeling confused. <laughs> I, I you feel ready? That sounds, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling some good momentum. I'm like, I am, I am ready for things to start happening and for things to just start start moving along so i had yeah i had some good momentum this week that it will we can talk about um are you feeling are you feeling confused because we're gonna have to change that little line about and keep the lights on with consulting <laughs> here in just like a month and a half uh no that's that's not the point <laughs> that's not it um, oh okay. also <laughs> are you planning to stop consulting me yeah, eventually. Because in a way, it's still it's still true. Then eventually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. It, it does say as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. We'll see. We'll see. What's got yeah, you? We'll uh, what's got you feeling confused? Um, as as always, I'm working on in-app messages and <laughs> got confused with the approach of um, doing the authentication. I mentioned it a couple episodes ago that I was thinking about doing it with JSON web tokens mm-hmm. and I I tried to properly implement it this week and for some reason like all the libraries for JWT were, made it super awkward and hard to implement it like in the way we use it like where, okay. where we're not the ones handing out the tokens but basically receiving tokens and then trying to match them up with keys in our database and st- st- stuff like that. And okay. like the, all the implementations I tried turned up quite clunky and complicated. And that okay. made me wonder if I'm doing it the wrong way. Hmm. Um, so right before we started this call, I, I started a Twitter thread asking people for yeah. opinions. We see, we see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we'll get some, get some feedback. Yeah, I hope so get too. Help on that. Um, Maybe, and, and maybe people come up with better solutions, or uh, maybe they confirm that it's just implementations that are strange and not my approach of doing things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we'll see. Yeah, I I threw a mention to one of my friends uh, who's extremely extremely deep on JavaScript as well. So hopefully he can help you out but is so what's the like the the basic thing is um so i'm a i'm a user that is at a uh that's within it that's at an application and that application is one of your customers Mm -hmm. right and so you need to send me messages and sometimes those messages can have some sensitive data in them yeah and so me the the user like my client needs to be handshaking back and forth with the backend application to be sure that I am who I claim to be. Yeah. Okay. So what, I mean, like what's the, what's the main, the main problem that you're having trouble solving there? Well, like it feels like the JSON web tokens are the right tool for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example, they they allow me to embed an identifier, like a unique identifier that I know identifies this particular user inside our system as well as our customer system. Mm-hmm. That can be embedded in the payload, and um, then they can use their secret 
key to yep. sign that message yep. and or sign that token and then embed that in the web page and send it via JavaScript to our API. And there we would unpack it and then look at uh, there's a, a header um, part of the token that okay. can include like stuff like key ID and stuff like that. And we read the key ID from that and then try to find the shared secret in our database and use that to verify that the token is correct. Yes. And that process works, but like all the implementations, like all the libraries and such, make it super awkward to basically extract the header information and uh, look up the key and then verify the key using okay. the secret. It's not, it's not impossible. Like it can make it work, but okay. But it, 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 feels it, like it smells, feels, it smells hacky to yeah. you that you're like, yeah. Oh, I gotta be, I've gotta be receiving this. I've gotta be doing this the wrong way Yeah, because exactly. parsing it out feels clunky and, and hacky and not clean. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. And that, that makes, right. that just confuses me in a, in, in a way that, Sure, I may be, I'm maybe not using it in the way it was intended, but it still feels more complicated than it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's usually, that's usually a smell that gets me well, careful with, with going forward. And yeah. um, therefore, I'm a bit confused and insecure about, yeah, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm using this in a way that it's not intended. Okay. And um, yeah. I started a Twitter thread mostly to either like get feedback and people co- confirming that this isn't the wrong way. It's just like nobody thought about using it like that. And therefore the implementations are kind of awkward mm-hmm. or hopefully the other way it could uh, turn out as people point me to something else that I didn't know of before or recommend some. What, I don't know, what's the, li- what's the library that you're using on the back end to, to parse that out? Uh, it's the uh, JWT Ruby gem okay. that, I, that I used. Okay, and that's that's one advertised on the on the JWT IO website, and it looks like it's the go-to implementation. There mm-hmm. are a couple others, mm-hmm. um, but like all of them make it feel harder than it should be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. And they, I mean, there's even like there's stuff like um, there. Apparently, there is a way to have like multiple keys and even key sets with public keys and private keys. And but like, it still feels like it's for a very small set of keys, like where you have like maybe five keys or so. Mm-hmm. While in our use case, we would have a key for every customer we have. So it's a it's a lot yeah. more and we cannot possibly load them all into memory and pass it to that library because that's how they expect to to receive the key sets and yeah it just like feels wrong okay all right well good good luck to you <laughs> <laughs> other you. um other than the like that little or not little other than that you know authentication and security piece of in-app messaging how is the rest of it coming together for you I promised, I think I promised about a month and a half or two months ago that I would start really holding your feet to the fire. So yeah, I feel, I feel an obligation here. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's moving forward. Like I had in-app messages delivered to the, to the test playground I set up um, uh-huh. with the clunky implementation a couple of days ago. 
but then I basically deleted all of the code again because it felt okay. like wrong. Huh. <laughs> um, but I have a, uh, a to-do list on my whiteboard there and it's only five, uh, five more items on it um, cool. um, to, to get the first version out. Cool. So to be, yeah, just to be completely clear on that, I'm understanding you, it's, you're, you're not the, the clunkiness or the, the smell that you have. It, it's not having to do with the, uh, like the security piece of it. Like you feel confident about that. Yeah. It's just ugly code on the, okay. All right. I mean, yeah. that's, then that it feels, feels like. It feels like the right hammer for the, like for the problem. Like it's, I think it's the right tool because it's, that's what it's intended for, like mm -hmm. passing user identities around. Yeah. But it feels like I'm using it in a way okay. that nobody else is using it. And that makes me wonder if I'm missing yeah. something. <laughs> gotcha. What else is going on at, uh, with UserList? Uh, we had a pretty good week, or actually a couple weeks um, uh, over the last month or so. November was pretty great. Um, in terms of new signups, new trials. I think we converted like 50% or so of the trials we, we got this month. Wow, nice. And um, we finally broke through the magical 1K MRR uh, All right. threshold. <laughs> and that got us pretty excited because it took, it took a bit longer than we wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and especially in, uh, basically since after the launch, we were basically bumping against that, that upper limit and never mm -hmm. were able to break through. And it was last week or the week before where we finally got a couple of conversions and now we're well over okay. thousand MRR and that feels pretty good. Congrats. Any sense at all where, why the, the conversion rates were so much better in November? I don't know. Um, maybe it was a little bit microconf related because we, we talked to a lot of people there and maybe, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, instilled some trust in the, in the product that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was the podcast tours. I don't know. Like Goodness. I can't, we can't really track it down to one specific thing we did, mm -hmm. but it's probably everything we did over the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Does maybe it, it's just just as simple as summer's over, everyone's back to work. Hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Know. Yeah, it takes it takes a bit of time to convert people from anonymous visitor to knowing about you, trusting yeah. you. Here's my credit yeah. card. Yeah. Well, congrats. I mean, but but so related to that, it wasn't it was not that you added some huge new feature to bring you to parity with some other competitor. No, not at all. Yeah, that we we that kinda, we didn't ship anything. Pretty, yeah, anything anything big this month. So I, f I feel like that's I feel like that's an encouraging sign that that you're that you're getting that you're gaining traction and you are converting people without you know having to add new features and do some huge marketing push. Like it says that yeah, what you have is viable in and of itself and part of it is getting the word out doing some like continuing to doing to do outreach yeah those sorts of yeah. things yeah i guess one of the problems is that it's not an impulse byproduct it's something it has to be the right time so 
And I keep saying this. It's it's hard to convert people on the spot. It probably takes months until they find mm-hmm. the right time to sign up. And for some reason now, it seems to be the time for a lot of people to give it a try. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not an impulse purchase. Yeah. Yeah, and even like it just—it's too complicated of a product, I guess, to to be an impulse purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are? Um, I imagine also that the the barrier for switching over to user list from one of your competitors that that your customers become frustrated with—they're ready to switch over—that that they've got all sorts of like deeply ingrained, I mean, code for one with the competitor habits that they're, they're frustrated with them, but, oh gosh, I mean, maybe they would rather live with that pain than the pain of switching over. Have you had, are you having conversations with folks about how to make that process easier? We offer, um, we offer helping them with the migration, basically Mm -hmm. logging into their other account, copying over what we can, setting up the, setting up similar flows, um, helping hand-holding them through the technical part and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's still a huge task and not many people have taken us up on that. Um, yeah, that's right. We've talked about that. That really, I, I gotta say, I feel like I'm, I'm surprised by that, um, that when you offer it, people don't take you up on it. I mean, at the moment, we're not like promoting it on the website. Maybe that's something we should mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Just to maybe reduce the fear of giving it a try, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like in demo calls and stuff like that, we we usually mention it uh, when it comes up, and uh, we offer we offer our help. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, there's this really. I'm sure if uh, you mentioned it to Claire, she would know exactly. Um, what what this is, and y'all, you and Jane may be familiar with it as well. But there's this really helpful model called the Forces of Progress. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Not yet. Um, and it basically is much more helpful if you have a visual in front of you. Um, but I'll try to describe it, and I've got a blog post on this. But it's basically like if if somebody's trying to decide between switching from their current situation to a, a new thing, that imagine um, on the top of the of the equation here is um, push of like their current situation. So like they're they're using intercom and they're they're frustrated because it's become cl- it's become like it's too expensive. It's extremely complicated. So intercom is pushing them away, and then there you've got the pull of a new situation. Hey, I really dig this thing that Benedict and Jane are building, and like everybody at Microconf is talking about it, and it looks like it's easier to use. So that would be pulling them towards Mm -hmm. the new thing so they're being pushed from their current situation because it sucks they're being pulled by something attractive and new because it looks wow this this might be worth it so you have push plus pull but then that is over anxiety and habit so anxiety is oh my gosh like i don't i don't know if i want to go through the process of going through my code base making all these changes Etc. Like, what if what if we go through this whole process and, and actually user list isn't any better? Um, whatever. So that's their that's their anxiety, and then mm-hmm. there is play anxiety plus habit, which is I know it stinks, but I'm used to it. And yeah. so if push plus pull is greater than anxiety plus habit, then they'll switch. 
But if push plus pull is less than anxiety plus habit, then they stay in their current situation. And so that that model is just having that in mind to me is super, super helpful when you're talking to a customer who didn't switch, who like mm-hmm. got into the trial, but then didn't didn't convert to find out to just I, I think just to have like four points that you're really looking for to see which of these are really, really strong. Because user list, you can affect pull and anxiety. Those are the things that you can control. And so yeah. if, it's, if it's habit that is keeping people stuck, then you need to find ways of, of addressing that in, in some other way. You can't do anything about their habit and you can't do anything about push when you're trying to get somebody to come over. But if you can identify those things, then you can find way to, ways to address them. I like that model. Yeah. Um, I have to read your blog post on that, cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will, I'll link to it in the, in the show notes and you can, you can check it out. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. Um, makes so much sense, especially to, yeah, basically put names to all those four pieces and yeah. explicitly, explicitly try to find out why people didn't work. Like, like either the push wasn't bad enough or they love their habits or whatever and then try to find out which of these four it is or which well it's a com- yeah it's a common it's yeah. a combination of them and if people aren't switching yeah. because anxiety and habit is greater than what they, they like yeah they don't hate intercom enough or they don't love user list enough you're yeah. not like promoting the things that they that should be pulling them should be pulling them and hey don't have to be don't have to be anxious we have killer documentation we're going to get on the phone with you yeah da, 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 da. like re- reducing their anxiety yeah makes it that much more likely for you that the algorithm is gonna or that the equation is gonna go yeah, in your that's favor so, that's more that that reminds me that we we had this plan of having the alternative two pages on our website and we haven't worked on that yet we should probably do it because like it feels like a perfect a perfect page to address some of the mm-hmm. anxiety yep. aspects of it. Like we do the migration for you. The API yeah. is super similar. Here's our great help docs. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, well, I don't well, know that we, <laughs> that we get back well, into yeah. this. <laughs> well, there's always, there's always more to be done than a, a human has time for. So yeah. True. <laughs> What uh, um, uh, you've got some, you've got some notes about Barometrics here. Yeah, um, uh, we signed up for Barometrics uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Okay, and it was a hard decision because they raised their prices. I don't know when, but it's it starts at uh, uh, one hundred dollars these days. That's the minimum plan. So it was like. Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision, but in the end, um, it's a really great tool. So we decided to spend the money and even got like, we decided to go for the annual plan because probably we'll be using it for the next year or so. Yeah. What's what's the annual plan? You get two free months probably? Uh, it's three free months. So it's okay. $900 one time okay. or, or per year. And it's just like, I, we tried we tried the other competitors, I guess, maybe not all of them, but we tried uh, ProfitWell, mm-hmm. which worked okay, but for some reason, I didn't like their UI. It just feels a bit clunky to me. Mm-hmm. And we also tried ChartMogul, which has a nice UI, but for some reason, the numbers in there, like based, they imported the number, like all the data from our Stripe account, but 
the charts they produced and the numbers they output, they didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, so, I, I, like we're confusing or like the math was objectively bad? The math was objectively bad. Huh. Like the, well. the MRR number they came up with, not even close to what, like, I mean, sure, there are a couple of ways to to calculate MRR and stuff. But like we have, back then we had like 15 customers. So it's a calculation that I can do in, in a spreadsheet. Yeah, right. <laughs> come up with a number that's, that feels right. like this should be our MRR. And um, Chart Mogul just had a number that was higher than <laughs> that for some reason. I mean, I could maybe argue why it would be lower, but like I didn't find a good reason why it would be higher. Yeah. And also um, looking at um, basically the, the history data, um, at some point we already, we had, we were uh, above 1K MRR for a very short, like a week or so in the past. And then one of our biggest accounts canceled. So we had a nice spike in the graph. Uh, mm -hmm. But in Chart Mogul, that wasn't there. <laughs> like, it well, was just missing. That was and that easy to eliminate made me question. That made me question, you question everything. everything about that tool. <laughs> yep, that's right. Did you are are you talking to Matt Winting about Summit? Uh, yes, we we signed up for Summit Summit as well, and um, I talked Use a lot Summit to Summit.com. Uh, uh, talked to Matt a lot about Summit. <laughs> I think I I wrote him. I don't know, a hundred messages on Twitter over a weekend, uh, okay. just asking about different aspects of it. And, and he didn't get annoyed with me, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I uh, had a, <laughs> a Twitter conversation with Matt as well, and he didn't get annoyed with me. So he's, that, <laughs> he's just a, like a nice guy. He is just a friendly guy on the old Twitter DMs. What so did he, he talk about? He reached out to me uh, like right after last week's episode and he said, hey, about foothold. <laughs> he just starts, he's like, I, I got to admit, it doesn't carry any of the positive emotional connotations that I would have expected. And um, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's, that's uh, first of all, seriously, thank you for the feedback. Like don't dance around, you know, crap. Like that's not helping anybody. So I was like, thanks for the feedback. That's a no. So it's a no for you. He's like, yeah. So we, so we ended up talking for a while. Um, and where he's just kind of helping me, you know, narrow in on some things where, um, like we kind of can't start to come around this concept of like echo technology of like, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to communicate is like, you know, sending a ping out and getting it, you know, mm -hmm. getting it back. Hey, all good. Like that, that is what, I want my tool to to do. Um, I don't think it, it cannot. Uh, I do not think that software is going to solve loneliness and isolation. It can't. It cannot solve it. It actually creates it. I think. Yep. But what it can do is help to monitor it and put you in touch with resources that will help, or remind you to you know put in some procedure, uh, some policies that will like make it less likely. Anyway, so you're like throwing around a bunch of ideas. I mean, we talked for like. He just, he kept messaging me back for like an hour and a half, two hours. It was really nice. Um, and so uh, anyway, but the, the final, the thing that I ended up coming back to was like, I just, I just need to choose something and go with it. And so I just picked projectheadlamp.com because um, it was available. 
I feel like if you put project in front of something that implies that it's temporary <laughs> and that it, like, I can change this at any time. And so, um, so projectheadlamp.com uh, is launched and uh, big thanks to Matt Winsing at Summit <laughs> for, for helping me to think through a bunch of roundabout uh, possibilities and options. So what you're saying, basically, you settled on a name and launched a website? Yes. Wow, congrats. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> man. Cool. What, what ended up, what was a, a really good forcing function here is that, are you familiar with We Work Remotely? Uh, is, it's a job board, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, so it used to be, it used to be a 37Signals property. I said used to. I, I think it's not anymore. I could be wrong about that, but I'm fairly certain. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah, it's a remote work uh, job board, but they also have this Slack community um, that I've been a member of for, uh, for a little while, but it's one of those Slack communities that is massive. Um, I, don't have, I don't have Slack up right now because we're doing the show, but I th there's like 3,000, 4,000 members or something, like a ton. And so um, that's good. There are a lot of people there, but when a you know a community gets that gets that big, it's almost like you're just super anonymous, and it's hard to make connections, you know. Um, and so, uh, versus something like MegaMaker, which has you know a couple hundred, so that's great. It's got critical mass, but if you know if you contribute enough and show up enough, like you you know you get to know people. Yeah, we work remotely has never felt that way to me until um last week their community manager reached out and said hey do you want to be the featured community member this week um Ooh. and i was like well this is decent timing um and so i said sure and, uh so i scrambled real quick just to get you know something up um so that people could you know take a look and sign up give me their email address if they wanted to um it didn't it did not drive much traffic to the site at all but what it did do was it got me a, a number of uh, dms and threads started in that community which is what i've like struggled so hard part of me uh struggled so hard to do is like make some connections and and have some real relationships in that in that group in that community um and so those were yeah that that was kind of the impetus for it um you know good stuff happening there so I recorded a, a loom like demo and just uh, of, of, of where headlamp is at right now and was able to send it out to back to a few of those people starting to get some feedback. And so I'm ready. Anyone interested in, in using it? Uh, a couple of people have said, Hey, yeah, this looks good. We're interested. And so now I need to employ the, the Ben Orenstein and userlist.com approach and say, sweet, I'm going to charge you for a year. Um, and I'm going to use this money to help to make progress on this thing. Thank you so much. Here's the alpha and I won't start charging you until the beta is delivered or I won't start, start the clock until the beta is delivered. So got to see how those conversations go now. I'll that reminds me, I promised you to, to send you some code uh, last week and didn't do it. Oh yes, so that's right. I need, I, need this, <laughs> I need this Rails repo. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway. That's awesome. And um, well, yeah. And I'll just go ahead and plug as well that, I mean, I think maybe an hour and a half ago is when the bright and early episode with Ben Orenstein published. So if that stuff is interesting to you and you're listening to this podcast, you should check that episode out. It was a good conversation. I'll definitely check that one out too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, that's where, 
that's where that it's is awesome. at. Like how many how many people already signed up for your mailing list on the uh, Adlam website? Not many, like 20 something, I think. Yeah, um, that's not too bad. I was a really good kid. I, I think I expected more, maybe I was naive in expecting more visits because the, the conversion rate is great. I mean, it's like a 20 something percent of people who <laughs> showed up to the site, you know, gave me their, gave me their email address um, because it was, it only sent, you know, a hundred something visits, which I think is just, again, it's just like another indication of when a community has that, has such a large number there's actually so many people who aren't engaged or just see so much noise that they don't actually, you know, drill in when things get shared. But um, anyway, what, whatever, um, super, super grateful to, to get the mention there and to make some connections with people who are engaged. Um, Cause I, I, I want to be, uh, I want to be, you know, pretty, pretty yeah. engaged and, and contributing and helpful there. Yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity and the timing was perfect, I guess. <laughs> timing right? was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> timing was I nice. Mean, if forcing anything, it forced you it forced yeah, you to set up a website, choose a name yes. and just like get something Ex out there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that is that is what it did. What so else? what's your plan? Like what what's the next step? Um, well, I want to get this I need to shorten the so the demo that I made um, runs long. And so I want to, I want to redo it. Um, I can watch it a few times and note some things where it's like, ah, yeah, I don't really need that. So I want to cut it down, get it down to like four minutes, uh, max. Um, I think like right now it's like eight, like way too mm -hmm. long. Um, fortunately, I mean, you can, you know, 1.5 exit when you watch it on loop. So that brings it, that brings it shorter. Um, but it does, I want to make it more succinct. Um, want to, uh, do some direct, outreach to um you know a bunch of people who like you know said hi in the slack group but then didn't sign up um to say hey you know thanks for thanks for the nice welcome blah 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 um is this something that they have more direct conversations like is this something that you would be interested in using um are you are you a member of a team a remote team almost everybody <laughs> obviously is there um, but try to, try to filter out like, you know, people who are on teams of less than, you know, less than 10, 15. I don't, I don't think that, that software is what's needed, um, in those, in those contexts. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, that is my, that is my plan, um, is to keep the momentum going, but, but do some direct outreach to drive people there and, and start, uh, yeah, get, get a credit card in my hand. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, are you on your website? Um, let me just quickly check. Uh, no, you're just asking for the email address. I'm wondering if it right. would make sense to ask for team size or something like that as well. Yeah, what I wanna what I wanna do is um, respond to is have the auto responder. Right now, it's just like a it's a, a lengthy email kind of describing here's here's how this came about. Here's how I could use your help. Are you interested in, in helping? And what I want to do is break that up into maybe like a, you know, three or four like email sequence um, where number one, oh, well, I, I don't know exactly what the sequence would be, but so that they're way more bite-sized. One of those would be to send them to, you know, a lead scoring survey of mm, what's your yeah. company name? Yeah. How many people could be using this? What are you using right now? You know, et cetera. Um, maybe that's in anything else we should know. 
um, just like a couple, a handful of very short, uh, very short questions. But so right now I'm not doing that. Um, just wanted to get something written, built and in place. So now I can start to tweak it and fix it. Yeah. Sounds good. You should also put the video on there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's why I want to, uh, I want to re-record it and make it a bit more, make it a bit more succinct. If I remember correctly, I think Jane recorded the audio track and the video, like the screen capture separately from each other. So basically recording the description first and then using the lengthy screen cap recording to just like show pieces chop, of it. Chop, chop, chop. That's smart. Yeah, and, and, and underlay it um, instead of trying to do it all in like two minutes. Uh, mm-hmm with why recording it and, and, and speaking over it. Great tip. That's a really good tip. It's, it, it's more editing work, but I feel like not that. Yeah, it's okay. Not that it's, much. it's easier uh, to get, to achieve the, the short version, like mm-hmm. the short form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, other, <laughs> one other cool thing that happened in my week was I woke up on Monday and had a mention from bear metrics that, I was listed on their bearmetrics.com slash experts page that they just launched. Nice. How did, how um, did that happen? <laughs> you know, I, I think, I don't know for certain, um, but I'm pretty sure that Corey Haynes, who's like their head of growth over there, I think that he's a bright and early listener. Um, mm. I'm like trying to go back and feel like, yeah, I remember he's like, you know, we, we've, I, I know for sure that we've had a couple of conversations and had, a, we even had like a video call at one point to to talk about something. And I'm, 90 something percent certain it was because of bright and early um so podcasting starts to pay off (laughs) (laughs) well yeah yeah yeah. i mean those are like i i always say that those are the what's the like just the ancillary benefits of it the the number one benefit for me is just the feeling of yeah talking to talking to people i respect getting feedback on ideas and sharing them with the world like yeah, it's so help. It's so nice when it leads to other things, but that is just. I mean, talk about combating, uh, you yeah. know, isolation when yeah. you're working remote. Like podcasting has has solved it for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Smart yeah. approach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the reason why everyone's starting a podcast these days. <laughs> All the lonely remote workers. Just <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just tired of screaming into the the void of their home office. Scream into the not quite complete and total void of. Uh, of the podcast yeah. universe yeah what uh that's that's all i've got man well i'm, I'm uh it's it's thanksgiving in the united states uh tomorrow or actually today if you're listening to this on thursday so i'm, I'm going to take off probably tomorrow and friday and then i'll i'll be back at it next week what nice. do you got going yeah. um gonna run down this jwt thing and yeah, I'm trying to make some progress on that. Like, let's see, like, as I said, started a Twitter thread uh, just before we started the recording. I'm going to re- review, hopefully, a lot of <laughs> a lot of replies. And then uh, let's see if I can like, come up with, with something cool. good until and, the next week. And then ship an app messaging on Friday? Uh, probably not yet. <laughs> but like, I mean, if I solve this part, then the other parts are... I know what to do there. Like, are you looking? Are you? Am I seeing you looking at your board? 
Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's right next <laughs> yeah. on the opposite wall. Like, see, you're like, looking at something over there. I just uh, have to move my head a little bit and ask my to do list. <laughs> <laughs> what What would happen if you shipped it without without that list of five things that you're looking at? It wouldn't work. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 really just essentials and yeah. It's it will be crappy, like it will not be nice, uh, but it will work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're not going to ship it to any customers just yet. But yeah, but just getting it, in, it into it. the hands of Jane and Claire, and maybe one or two um, alpha testers uh-huh. would already be a good thing, like yeah. a first yeah, yeah. good step. And then there's probably still a lot to change and improve, but um, just want to get it out there for someone other than me to use (laughs) yeah that's always that's a good step all right well i think that's it for this week yeah enjoy your uh, thanksgiving holiday thanks Um, so much don't spend too much on uh, discounted ebooks on On black friday Friday. yeah (laughs) yeah i will (laughs) just turn off my wi-fi router on friday (laughs) and uh yeah looking forward to talk to you again uh, next week cool show notes at slowandsteadypodcast.com follow us on twitter at slowsteadypod later yep bye